everyone, Randy Dietrich, and my mission is to add value to others. I believe in the power of the human spirit. My goal is to encourage you to pursue all your dreams with all your imagination. And thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's talk, please share with a friend. Add value to the world. is all about romantic relationships. It's about husband and wife. It's about me and Tiff. God, I love that little redhead. Now, if you start to listen to this, you got to promise me you're going to finish it. This is one of those talks. If you listen to the beginning and not the end, you're going to completely misunderstand what I'm talking about. You know, in studying for this, I heard this divorce attorney giving marriage advice. It was kind of neat. He says, getting married is like playing the lottery and you're probably not going to win. Thought, oh my God! <laughs> but if but it's but it's so spectacular. If you do, it's worth playing. He says it's worth buying a ticket and taking the ride because it can be that good. He goes, you know that fifty two percent of marriages end in divorce in New York. He goes, if I were to tell you that there's a fifty two percent chance that when you walk out of this building, you're gonna get hit in the head with a bowling ball. You probably wouldn't walk out or at least you'd put a helmet on (laughs) even, you know, even when you buy a house, you get all kinds of disclosures, all kinds of information. There's 50 pages of all kinds of stuff you learn about that house. You are well informed when you get married. You don't even get a pamphlet. (laughs) I mean, nothing, (laughs) nothing telling you that you just did the most powerful legal thing that you'll probably ever do throughout your entire life. Crazy, right? People enter into marriages thinking more about the icing on the cake than the magnitude of the life decision that they are making. (laughs) With stats like this, there could be some challenges out there, right? So the question we're hoping to answer today is what makes it work? You know, there's all kinds of answers to this question, and I'm just going to hone in on one of them. I don't think there's any specific silver bullet. There's all kinds of them, right? Did you know that different people feel love in different ways? It's true. Do you know how your partner receives love? There's all kinds of different people out there, and they perceive love in different ways. Dr. Gary Chapman wrote a book on this. He calls it The Five Love Languages. It's a great book. I highly recommend it. In his book, he builds a strong argument that there's five ways people receive love. It's, he names them. It goes verbal compliments, physical touch, time spent together, acts of service, and receiving gifts. So the question is this, which one of these means the most to your partner? And are you aware of it? Okay, so we got that, right? There's five ways of showing love and five ways of receiving love. But there's a trap. I know. I don't know why there's a trap. There always seems to be a trap, right? I don't know why life is designed like this, but romantic love or infatuation, it has the power to transform you into the very best version of who you are. Our bodies become flooded with all kinds of feel-good chemicals that can turn any guy into the most romantic man on the planet. I mean, those lovey-dovey feelings, they cause us guys to go buy flowers, go home, clean the house, write love notes, cook the perfect dinner, set the perfect atmosphere, all for the chance to have that perfect evening where we just wish time would stand still. And in doing all this, we by default are communicating all the love languages that Dr. Gary Chapman talks about. We're touching, we're complimenting, we're spending time together, we're giving acts of service, we're giving gifts. 
So why would we ever change this wonderful dynamic? Why, why in the world would we ever change that? It's because we're confusing infatuation with love. When you fall in love, it's temporary madness. <laughs> I saw that quote. I had to share it. By the way, something I've learned with Tiff, women don't hear words the way men do. Women feel words. You ever think about that? Men analyze words. Women feel them. You all know I'm a person of faith. And did you know that nowhere in the Bible does it say it's important to be lovey-dovey and hugs and kisses? It says that's a side effect of something else. Do you know what it says? The most important aspect of a strong, fulfilling, love-filled marriage? It's knowledge and understanding. Knowledge and understanding. It makes sense. This is the root of this conversation. This simple misunderstanding has caused more divorces than anything in the history of marriages. Because romance strikes you as a feeling that causes actions, we think it's going to be like that forever. And then one day when it's not, we think there's something wrong. Nothing's wrong. We're just confusing infatuation with love. Infatuation is that out-of-control burning that happens when you first strike a match. The consistent glow is the love. Love requires discipline, concentration, patience, faith, and understanding. It isn't a feeling. Love is a practice. Passion does make the world go round, but man, love makes it a much safer place to be. It's simple. When infatuation fades and the hormones are no longer fueling your every move, this is when infatuation fades and love starts. This is the moment that feelings don't drive actions, but actions will now drive feelings. This is when we actively choose to do things for our significant other to give them a sense of being wanted, being loved, being cared for. And if we don't actively choose to do these things, your significant other will begin to feel left empty. If someone feels empty long enough, they're going to find something else to fulfill it. And that will mark the end of the relationship. The problem is the cycle gets repeated over and over throughout life. I've known people that have repeated this cycle every five years throughout their whole life. Every five years, they're madly in love with someone brand new and they're heading down the same road to destruction. One simple thing can prevent this vicious cycle. It's understanding your significant other's love language and communicating that to them every day. So the question today is this, what is the primary way your significant other feels love from you? And are you touching on that every single day? I know Tiff's primary love language. It's spending quality time with her. You know what her secondary one is? It's doing acts of kindness for her. It's doing things for her, like cleaning the kitchen at night or giving the kids a bath and brushing their teeth. And, you know, whenever she says, thank you, thank you for doing all this stuff. I really appreciate it. I always say to her, I'm just turning you on here. <laughs> I love that. Did you know that 99% of the people out there that get divorced, they say they still love each other? Doesn't this prove the fact that love is not enough? to keep two people together. It's understanding that makes it rich and meaningful. It's knowledge and understanding of the other person. And you know what the best thing about relationships is? You're never gonna know them perfectly. You can always know them better. So stay tuned in, stay present in the moment, hear what they're saying, spend time listening. 
I say it all the time. In business, money is the side effect of adding value to other people. If you chase money, it's always going to be elusive. You're never going to find it. It's like this in relationships. If you chase love, you're never going to find it. It's going to be elusive. If you strive for understanding and knowledge, love will find you. You know, Ralph's mom, we call her Mama T. Love that lady. She comes to the house and helps Mama and I. And you know what she does? She gives Mama and I time together. Love that lady. I was reading this to her the other day, and she goes, you know, I've been married for 35 years, and I've learned that I must make deposits to do withdrawals. It's amazing the power that someone can have after 35 years. They can sum up an entire talk in one sentence. Love that lady. So I like um, you said two, one thing that really, really stood out. Women analyze. Oh, no, sorry. Men analyze. Women feel. Words. Like words. That's like. Struck me hard. Yeah, because it's, I never, obviously I never looked at it from that perspective. But me it's, because it's so true, right? So like whenever me and Diana have a conversation, Diana and I, excuse me, have a conversation, it's like. I'm not thinking. I mean, maybe I am thinking, but it's not like a full blown, like, all right, like whatever she's saying, I'm, I'm taking into consideration. Right? She says, just like, Oh, you know, I feel upset. Okay. When you tell me you feel upset, I go, all right, what do I got to do to mm-hmm. make you not feel upset? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. It could be about you're, anything. Right. You're analyzing I'm it. taking it. Whereas if I would tell her, Oh my gosh, I feel upset. It's like, Oh my gosh, like, is everything okay? Like, get, let me give you a hug. And it's like, it's just, it's such a, it's a different mm-hmm. dynamic to even think because it's so true. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I thought that was something that kind of hit home because it yeah. makes sense, right? It, it did. Yeah. When I read that sentence, I thought, oh my gosh, because I've missed that so much with Tiff in the past. You know, she's, she's so emotional about something. And I'm going, I don't understand this. <laughs> like, why are you so emotional about this? And it's because she feels the words where we as guys more, we more like analyze the words. Yeah. You know, something else that struck me in studying for this talk I didn't build it into the talk and I don't know why, but you know, there's been times where, where Tiff and I are together and I might be frustrated about something and I'm, and I might, I might be acting in a way that I would not act if I was standing in front of a crowd of people, right? I'm, I'm, I'm basically acting out of character, out of character of Randy. I might be a little bit mean or whatever it is, right? Outside of your, right? Like so my normal character. Like I you'd be like, she's Randy, pretty mean, you know? Uh, so in other words, if, if, if you're ever like, I, I, <laughs> the lesson is this, always speak to your wife, always speak to your husband as if God is in the room with you. That's scary. Right? When I, when I read that, I thought, holy cow, because he is. I thought you should always show, show the utmost respect, the most caring, the most understanding. And when you have a perspective like that, you will never find yourself out of line, out of order. Mm-hmm. Hit me hard. I mean, I, remember, I was driving home from school, driving Maggie off of school. When I read that, I thought, or, you know, I'm listening to stuff. I thought, whoa, there it is. It's powerful. Powerful stuff. God was Italian. He'd throw a wooden spoon at you. There you like, go, Watch right? your mouth, right? <laughs> so true. Because, well, so then let me, I, I have to piggyback off that now and maybe play the devil's advocate here, right? Like, and, and not to say that I speak to Diana disrespectfully because Mama T would be- Mom, Mama would smack you. Mama, she, She'd smack you with a spoon. Yeah, like she would be the person and be like, don't worry, I'll take it from here. No. Um, and I would never do that, right? But there is like a certain, f- there's a comfortable feeling that you get, right? Like, 
and I guess it's more of like the relationship dynamic. Like we're we're in such a place that's such a healthy place where it's like I would never disrespect, right? I think there's a difference between disrespectful mm-hmm. speaking or mm-hmm. talking down to, where I was just like having a conversation, a debate where maybe you might get aggressive and things like mm-hmm. that here. What are your thoughts on that? Right. Like, are you saying across the board? Because like the way I would talk to Diana behind closed doors when it's just her and I and like, you know, speaking freely or if we're having a conversation about, you know, whether it's like work or things like that, the way I would relay that conversation to you would be vastly different than how Mm -hmm. I would relay it to her behind closed doors. And if someone was to eavesdrop or hear, they might be like, oh, my God, like they let him talk to her that way. Mm -hmm. When in reality, it's like Mm -hmm. that's not even any Mm -hmm. you're not even on the same level as what we're you know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? It does. So, yeah. And for, forever, I used to say that, you know, couples that don't ever have clashes and fights and arguing, someone's being fake. I don't know if I believe that anymore because I've, I've, I've met a couple people like Steven, Steven Nicole. He goes, they go, we've never had an, a disagreement or an argument. We've never had a heated discussion. Tell me about it. I'm like, it's scary. Really? And then, then I heard, I heard a, a pastor say the other day. He goes, you may not believe this, but I've been married for 30 some odd years. We've never had a disagreement. And this is the same pastor that goes, because I always treat my wife in a way as if God is standing right next to her, looking right into my eyes going, how are you going to speak to this woman that I've created for you? You know, I thought, man. So I know. Because Tiff and I, we, we fight and argue. It happens. I thought it happens to every couple. Apparently it doesn't. But I mean, I'm getting see, better. But, see, I'm get but, better at it. Yeah, but like that, that makes it very skeptical. I don't know, like. I feel like that's a way to grow. Like every argument that me and Diane have ever been in, I, I feel like we've overcome it. Like, and it's I'm just made everything so much stronger. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm walking up or like I get out of work. I'm like, great. Can't wait to argue with my, like, you know right. what I mean? Like that's not right. the attitude, but it's like, right. if there's an argument here, it's better for both of us to talk about both sides, lay it out on the table. And then we come to a compromise that makes sense mm-hmm. and let's just move forward from mm-hmm. it so it doesn't happen again. Mm-hmm. Those people that are like, I haven't had an argument in 37 years. It's like, dude, maybe you should because <laughs> do you know, right? Like, do you know what I mean? It's like how much of your significant other do you actually know? Because there's no way you both can be 100% aligned with everything. I don't know. I, and you know? that's just like my basic rule. Maybe I listen to Jordan Peterson too much mm-hmm. and like where it's like, you know, opposites do attract and things mm-hmm. like that where – if you're agreeing 100% of the time, how healthy truly is your relationship? Well, Dr. Gottman speaks to this stuff in his, you know, in his stuff. And Dr. Gottman, he talks about conflict a lot and how to resolve conflict. And he has a whole, you know, basically map laid of, of the steps you go through, how to resolve conflict. And this is one of the most studied guys in the world when it comes to relationships. So he's honing in on it. But I can tell you, Ralph, I, I used to be someone that said, that's crazy. You can never live for 30 years and never have a disagreement or an argument or a fight. But I... I mean, in studying for this, I heard it a couple times, and it's people that that I would I would I would believe them on their face value. They go, "Nope, I, 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 we've never had this," and I used to be a little skeptical. I'm I don't I'm not now. It's, I don't I don't put it like this. I don't know how you do it because Tiff and I we clash, you know, probably every month about something. But it's always it's like you said we grow through it's it. It's a healthy clash. Right. It's not yeah, like exactly. it's like you're you're no one's screaming call- and yelling, throwing dishes. Right? Yeah, you're not right. name calling. It's like no. something that's like why would we? You know, it, it's for a benefit. There's mm-hmm. a benefit behind whether it's you and the kids or it's yep. the business. It's yep. like no, there's a benefit behind the argument because yep. something needs to be addressed. Yeah, that's where I mean, maybe skeptical would be the wrong word that I was using, but like. That's what it no, is. Yeah. Like, if you were to come to me and be like, "Yeah, I run a very successful winery," me and Tiffany don't fight. I'd be like, "Oh, that's going to unload very mm-hmm. soon, and right. it's not going right. to be a good argument." You know <laughs> right. what I mean? Yep. Like, that's where my head goes. It's like if you haven't fasten yeah. your seatbelt because you're gonna you're gonna yep. hit one that's gonna yep. knock you for a loop. Yep. So, I mean, we we argued about where to place the winery building on the property. 
Yeah, but, but it's, it's a fun argument in a weird way, no, too. Not no, then. no, not back then. Because I thought she was completely wrong. I'm like, no, 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 you're, you're. And I, I was pretty serious. I'm like, nope, this, we're about to spend a big amount of money and we're putting it somewhere I don't think we should put it. Oh, I see. Uh, yeah, it's like, it, it's a big deal. Like, holy cow, we're committing. You can't move the building. Once it's there, it's there. And we ended up putting it where Tiff wanted to put it. I wanted to put it out in the knoll so it would have the view of the entire big valley. As time, as time passed, there's been time periods where I go, you were right. It's good we put it there. But then there's other time periods where I go, I still think we should put it out there. I see. You know what I mean? It's good because, like, you know, now that it's over, it's on this side, we can be at the house and look out and still have the view. If the winery is over there, you look out and look right at the building. So there, you see what I mean? There's gives and takes to it, and it's changed over time. In the end, you know, Tiff, we put it where Tiff wanted it just because I, sure. And, <laughs> and in, in arguments, I always look at it like this. Does this, whatever we're talking about, does it mean more to her than it does to me? And can I live with, with her decision of like, let's do it like this. And can she, or can she live with mine? I always think, who does it matter more to? Because generally whenever someone's, there's a couple clashing, if you are honest and go, okay, this matters more to you, Tiff, than it does to me. Sure. We'll put it where you want to, because it really does matter more than more to you. I'm okay. Either way, you're really not. Okay. And that's, that's why. And that's usually what, I, what I'll do with arguments. I like that. That's a cool little take on it. Fun stuff.